Hello, everybody. Welcome to the third episode of the Sky F1 vodcast. And what a lineup we've got today. Uh, it's worth noting we should be in Vietnam right now, and they're racing around the streets of Hanoi. We're all absolutely gutted that we can't be there, but obviously there's very good reason for that. And so here we go with our third of um, yeah, what we think is becoming a bit of a series and a great lineup, as I said, live from Ibiza. We have Nico Rosberg. Welcome, the 2016 champion there. Anthony Davidson from his living room up near Brackley. And special guest and internet sensation joining us today. It is a warm welcome to Baldo Norris. Uh, how are you, Lando? It looks, well, you look resplendent. What a haircut and, and great cause as well. How's it feel? I don't know about the haircut, to be honest. Um, yeah, it feels weird. It's different. I don't think I look great in it, but um, yeah, like you said, it was for a good cause in the end of the day. So I'm, I'm not that fussed, and I, I'm probably going to have to stay in my house for quite a while longer. So by the time we get to race one, uh, I'll probably look exactly the same as I did uh, when I attended Australia. So uh, yeah, it's it's going well. I'm enjoying myself, having fun. Um, but yeah, it's kind of the same thing every day: training, simulator, uh, playing games, whatever I can. But uh, yeah, that's about it, really. For those of you that don't know at home, Lando shaved his head off um, for a good cause. Just to explain why you did it, and then I'll come to why you didn't exactly shave it all off and only went for a grade <laughs> four. I thought it was going down to the bone. I thought that was the deal, but no. just explain how we got here. Well, um, yeah, I mean, it was all for a good cause. It was for the fight against COVID-19. Um, it was for StreamAid, which was a partner or hosted by Twitch, which is where I do all my streaming. Um, and uh, I think we managed to raise in the end something like, not myself personally, but uh, something like 2.7 million or 2.8 million, which was, um, which was pretty cool. And, uh, and I played a small part in that, which I was, I was very happy to do. Um, but my, uh, my 10K goal, uh, to the amount to, to get to 10K was to shave my, my hair off. Um, I didn't say whether I would be bald or how much I would shave off. I just <laughs> said I was going to shave some hair off. Um, yeah, and everyone obviously assumed I was going to be completely bald by the end of it. Um, but I don't know. Maybe I'll get to that point. I need to I need to kind of stay with this for a while and get used to it. And maybe uh, eventually or for another another stream I do, it'll, uh, it'll end up being bald. But um, yeah, it was for, for the fight against COVID-19 and, and helping the people which are, are struggling more. Lando, do you know, uh, I mean, it's really awesome that you did that. It's so cool. And thanks to everybody who's watching who, who also donated. And do you know where the money is going to go to more specifically? What the, like, the primary focus of, that, of, that, uh, of the funds are going to be? Do you have an idea? Um, I don't exactly. Which is wrong um, question. But anyways, we know it's yeah, going to be. Yeah, you're trying to catch me out here. Hmm. Of good. Um, yeah, it was for, um, uh, well, to the NHS, to whoever basically is more... Um, uh, not vulnerable, but uh, who's suffering a lot more for, for the people who um, are infected, for the people who are trying to care for all of those people, for kind of everyone, basically. It's not anyone in specific. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm happy sitting here in my simulator and everything's all good for me. So it's, it's just spreading out to whoever needs it the most, basically. Can we, have a, can we have a look quickly at your simulator? At your, at your um, setup there? Is that possible? Kind of. I'm actually not, I'm on a, oh, it's, that's a Mercedes, don't look at that. <laughs> that's, the one you that's the one you practice in then, right? Yeah, don't look at that one, guys. Um, no, it's, I don't know, it's not that bad. Let's do it, it's, um, it's here. Three screens here, 
uh, one up here um, to do my streaming stuff on. Then I got my you know proper simulator steering wheel. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's about it, really. PC here. I'm so gutted because I would love to join you guys in the esports racing. You should. No, but I can't because here in Spain, it's literally like lockdown, lockdown. Like you're not allowed to go outside of your home. Like it's nowhere. And so there's yeah. no way for me to get a steering wheel or anything as such. I just have my computer. So ah. just with the left and right arrow, I think I'm going to struggle. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was going to say, Nico, Nico, I'm surprised that you're not joining us. You're always, uh, you're always good on the simulator and Mercedes. No, I, and, uh, I know, I know, I'd love to. I mean, you guys, you wouldn't even see me if I were joining. You know? You'd be, yeah, it'd be like, Are you so far ahead. It's quite a lineup. Let me just say, so this is like for Sunday, the F1 official um, esports race, which is effectively for Vietnam, but you race around Australia, right, Lando, yeah? Yeah. And you've got Charlotte Claire, Alex Albon, George Russell, Lando Norris, Nicholas Latifi, Antonio Giovinazzi uh, is just joining. And I think, here we go, bit of an exclusive. Your partner on Sunday, part of the McLaren team, is going to be Jensen Button. Jensen, oh, it is. That is it. Jensen is going to be, he's been practicing hard with Ant last night. I know, he has. He, and was, he joined a, a race the other night uh, on iRacing. Um, and he was surprisingly quick. Like for the limited amount of time that I'm sure he's had on it, he was uh, he was pretty good. So I'm sure come Sunday he's gonna, I mean hopefully he can be a, a team player. And he told me that he uh, he told me that he qualified 42nd out of 50 people or something, Lando, on that race. Is that right or I not? I don't know. Um, I'll have to double check that. It Maybe he's playing of, it down. Like it might have been out of 43 people or something. <laughs> so, uh, he was he was not bad i think um the like these different games are not easy to get used to and they're all quite different although they're just driving a car in the end of the day it's still how you drive in the physics of the the tire model um a lot of different like tips and tricks you need for each car each program each track um so yeah for for him to kind of jump on and go against uh me and a lot of the other guys who spend hours and hours and and days in the last couple of weeks on it. Um, he was, uh, he did pretty good. Let me ask one question, sorry to stop me, let me ask one question about Max though, because Max, Max is, you know, he's all over this and you guys compete each other yeah. on a different platform, right? On Redline. Yes. Why will he not come on this? I mean, is he, is he running scared at the moment? What would your message be to Absolutely. Max? He is. Absolutely. No, I, um, I've got no clue. Like, um, <laughs> I think the F1, um, the F1 game is, is, is really good fun. You know, you're driving an F1 car, it still feels quick, the cornering speeds and everything. And, and you get the feeling of driving a, a Formula 1 car in some aspects and you get to drive on a lot of the F1 tracks, which is, which is good. But then um, uh, you have some of the other programs like iRacing, which is the one we compete against each other on. And there's just more variety. You know, you can do GT cars, you can do uh, single seaters, you can do a, a lot more different stuff. Um, and, uh, and that's what I guess he enjoys a bit more is the changing from one car to the other, um, and the, and the variety instead of always driving on the F1 stuff. So I don't think he's driven on it much anyway. And, um, he always says that, you know, when he joins something, he wants to join and win. Uh, so I don't know if he doesn't want to join cause he knows he's not going to win or the fact um, that he just hasn't spent much time on it and, uh, and therefore he's not very confident, but I don't know. Red Bull should just tell him that he needs to drive on it. Um, Too right. And then, uh, then I think it'll be better. 
Right. You, who, who do you have the most respect for so far in the virtual world? Uh, um, it's difficult. There is, there's so many people um, which are like so incredible at these games. Like you watch their laps and it's like mesmerizing sometimes to see the consistency that they have from one lap to another. Um, you know, there's, there's less variables on a, on a sim program than in real life. So consistency in real life is, is probably slightly harder. But then at the same time, just to be consistent and do the same thing every single lap is still very difficult. So when you, you see some of these guys who do spend hours and hours and days on this thing, um, and some don't even spend hours and days, but they spend a, lot, a decent amount of time, the, the accuracy to every curb, every apex, every single lap, is is pretty impressive even like you know coming from me um who yeah i guess i can just say that because i drive in formula one and therefore i i can can kind of say it but then yeah it's it's something when i watch it um like puts a smile on my face to see how competitive and how accurate these guys are um and it'll be cool at the same time to see some of them eventually try a you know a real car and see how they they can do in that well, we've had some examples in the past and there's been some really yeah, promising, promising moments, but yeah. no one's really taken it all the way so far. It would be awesome if one day it did happen. Yeah, I think, you know, you get more and more of these competitions which are allowing drivers to, to do it. Um, and, uh, yeah, we've seen more and more drivers come through from, from sim, sim competitions to race of champions to, um, I think, uh, Igor Fraga, who was one world's fastest gamer. He did TRS in New Zealand. I think he won that. Um, and now he's competing in, in F3, I'm pretty sure, this year. So um, you're getting more of this trend of people trying the simulators, doing well, winning competitions. And um, uh, the prize of these competitions is to go into um, actual racing. Um, Lando, uh, one of the things that we really enjoy is the fact that Crofty hates it, that you're only able to change your helmet um, a couple of times a year, wasn't it? but they've relaxed the rules on that. Talk us through the ones yes. behind it. And are you going to have for next year, I don't know, 21, 22, maybe one for each different practice <laughs> session just, just to really get on the yeah. ski? I one would. For everyone. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, I mean, already for this year, um, obviously it's all They're just uh, for FP1, aren't they? The ones behind you. They're just yeah, FP1. Yeah, in yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm one for every session. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, well, actually, this one is, this one is just for pre-season testing, but... Uh, some people do that sometimes. So, um, yes, already for this year, I had pretty much one for every single race. Um, I kind of have a standard design, uh, which is none of these, but a standard design, which I would stick to. But then every race, I would have one special or one dedicated to this race, which um, I keep. And uh, it kind of you know, reminds me and has good memories of that specific race or something. Um, but it's also my way or a driver's way of... Um, in a way, expressing themselves, but also just to kind of keep memories of things that go on throughout the year. So, uh, yeah, this year and 100% and for next year, um, uh, that's my plan. Every race, a new shiny helmet. This just in, Nico, because uh, I've got a little chat screen coming up here, and I've just been messaged by one of my producers. This is hot off the press. F1 is now working on getting Nico a simulator to you in Ibiza so you can be part of this for the next one. Look at that. Look at how quickly it's things like happen. Of info. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. It's, well, I don't know how we're going to get it to you. I'm sorry, Lando. I didn't want to scare you live in this show. No. It wasn't me who put that message through. 
<laughs> That's great. Well, you're part of it. You and JB now. We're going to get everyone involved because there's Johnny, there's Anne. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's brilliant to see. Right. What about you, Simon? Well, not me. I commit, honestly, no. I'm, I'm terrible. <laughs> no. uh, but what I am going to do is I'm going to watch you and comment and give you a few Twitter questions because they've been piling in, obviously, as I said, 1.3 million fans on Instagram. Um, Vittorio's asked, favourite karting memory and when did you realise your dream of being an F1 driver could come true? That's to me. Um, that's to Lando. That's to Lando. But I'm, I've got some for you later, Nico, so hold fire. Um, so my greatest karting memory was... Um, uh, I, I'm going to have to say the World Championship, I think, just because of it being the World Championship. I had a lot of good memories and a lot of things I... I loved about karting. Karting was one of the best times in racing because um, it's so much more relaxed than car racing in a way. Um, and you just have so many memories that you, that you keep from karting. So I had a lot of good times, but I'm going to have to say um, the World Championship 2014 um, was my greatest memory. Um, and when was, was it? When did I first believe? When I could you think you're be, yeah, F1 drive. When do you think you're going to be one? Um, this is a difficult question. Uh, everyone, yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't always believe in myself like that much. Um, I, you know, I believed that I was good and I, I could progress and get close to F1, but, um, getting into F1 is the, the tough, one of the toughest things you can, you can do. So you're going up against so many other world-class drivers from around the world. Um, you know, thousands and thousands of, of drivers. So to be one of them is is pretty special, and um, and you have to be quite unique and have a lot of talent to to do that. Um, uh, but I don't know. It was it wasn't until I guess around F two or F three really when I started believing it. I think if you can win in F four and Formula Renault and stuff, you're still too low in the the chain of Formula racing to really know if you can make it to F one. Um, so I think I had to kind of wait till more F two and. When I started doing the F1 tests, when I did some of the FP1 stuff, that's when it kind of gave me a bit more hope and belief in myself that I could do well. Um, I think, yeah, nothing beats and nothing beats doing it for the actual time, which was FP1 in Monza, FP1 in Spa, um, going up against the drivers rather than just being in a rookie test or something and not really knowing. Um, but yeah. Being an FP1, doing my, my time, seeing what I was like compared to Fernando, compared to Stoffel, um, that was the first time it kind of gave me a bit more belief and faith in myself that uh, I could get to Formula 1. Brilliant. Well, a like, couple more before we go. There's, there's a lot on Twitter that have been asking about the fact that McLaren and uh, a lot of the staff are being furloughed and you yourself have uh, taken the decision to, to take a pay cut. Can you talk us through how that happened and, and what it means for the team over the, for the next few weeks and months? Um... Well, it's, it's the best thing for all of us, including myself at the moment, um, to make sure that uh, everyone can continue their jobs when you get back um, to being able to go to work. Um, um, I mean, it's a sad time that so many drivers, not drivers, but, but drivers, but also staff um, and everyone in Formula One, but of course, for myself and personally to McLaren, um, so many guys and girls who work so hard over so many years and obviously over the winter to build the car and everything and you get to the point when everything's just put on hold and um yeah i hope not but you know we might not be able to even do much this year you know maybe we won't even do it somewhere at some races so 
to see everyone sitting at home when um, we love to be working on a car, finding lap time and, and um, trying to win races. It's a, it's a sad time for everyone, um, but it's the best thing we can do for our team um, to make sure that, yeah, when you can get back to work, everyone can, can get back to work and everything can return um, and go back to normal, basically, instead of um, things having to, to change. So, uh, yeah, it's the, the resort that we had to take um, for, for everyone, but it's the best thing for, for all of us. Well done. Uh, Lana, where are you, by the way, at the moment in the world? Just so we know, I mean, obviously you're in your bedroom. That's the view that I've seen of you on all social media for the last few weeks. Are, yep. you, in the, are you in the UK at the moment? Yes. Okay, brilliant. I can, all right, well, I can pretty much see McLaren from my window. Okay, lovely. I was just going to say, Sarah Merritt also asked, how's your fork collection coming on? My fork? Your fork collection, do you not remember? She asked you about, you only had one fork in your house. I saw you coming yeah. out McLaren MTC after the launch and he was carrying a fork. I, I mean, <laughs> look, I've got a fork. So what do you mean you've got a fork? Apparently he didn't have anything at home. So I hope you've expanded it, have you? Uh, I have, I'm up to, uh, I think five forks now. Um, Congratulations. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was. I, I only had one fork. I don't know where they all went. Um, I lost forks somewhere. Don't know what McLean is doing. I don't know if they're taking any. But um, yeah, I was down to one fork, and I very kindly got given some forks um, yeah. by some fans, and uh, and uh, I went out and bought a couple of forks as well. So now I don't need to use one and clean yeah. it, and then use it again and clean it and use it again. I'm sure. I'm bit more time to, to use a couple. You're furnished with forks. Okay, uh, last one from us. If we get this above 250,000 in the spirit of, you know, camarad camaraderie, um, yes. if one member, if we get this 250,000 views on Facebook, one member of the Sky F1 team to shave their head? Um, I got it. Who? Simon Lazenby. Oh, you see that? You, see that? you said you Drew Chandler. I knew this was going to bloody happen. He's been winding you up. Okay. Look, look, Simon, it was my choice. <laughs> and I've chosen you. I'm sorry, but... 250,000 then. It's a deal. It's a deal. 200, yeah, I'm going to tell all of my fans to go okay. in. All right, all right. Was well, it I'll... likes or shares or what? Don't care. I don't care. But I really want to go all the way off. Maybe I'll just do what you say. I'll just do slightly yeah, just... more, yeah? Yeah. All right. Lando, thank you, mate. We appreciate your time. No problem. Uh, good luck with the race on Sunday and enjoy going with, with Jensen. Um, I appreciate it. Lovely stuff. Thanks, mate. Thank you very much. Have a good day, guys. Cheers. Um, Miko, there you go. Stitched myself up there, didn't I? And I knew that was good. <laughs> that didn't really work out, did you? It didn't work out, but I knew it was not going to work out. Um, okay. <laughs> Let's move on to you, Miko. Um, now that that, that is quite, it's quite a challenge for you, that, isn't it? If we can get you a simulator, that's going to be quite exciting. Yes, no, I am very excited. That's going to be really cool. And I'm going to make a charitable twist on it as well, uh, yeah. to raise money in a similar way that Lando did, certainly. But the problem is the airport is closed. So I'm really going to, I'm, I'm interested to see how they're going to get the simulator to this island here. I mean, I don't know, boats? I don't think there's any boats going either. So it's going to be a rather big challenge. Yeah, we're allowed one form of exercise a day. So uh, it's a, oh, we're know, not. someone on a boat. We're not. In Ibiza, it's proper like no? Well, it's a challenge and it's a logistical challenge. That's, you know, Amazon. We could get, we could just get the biggest Amazon package of all time, but even they can't get in, I suppose. You're right, you're right. Maybe they can, uh, they can make it happen. It must be a sim on the island. Um, right, we've, got, we've had a few questions in for you as well, Nico, uh, on Twitter. Um, if you could have one driver, this is from Tom A, uh, one driver back on the grid to race against, this was in your time, from history, who would it be and why? 
uh, I would love uh, Juan Manuel Fangio because I would love to see if he would be just as spectacular in our time now as he was back in those days under completely different circumstances, you know? So that would be super interesting. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just people are winding me up on this chat about the hair thing at the same time, if I'm see seeming distracted. Uh, what's the most bittersweet moment of your career? Uh, losing the world championship in, uh, in 2014. No, 15, actually, 15. 2015, all right, yeah, I can understand why. Three races um, from the end of the season, rubbish. Write it off. Most That's annoying it. driver that you've ever raced against? Max Verstappen, that was a quick one. <laughs> <laughs> but but I'm, I'm a huge fan of his. Like, he's, he's an amazing driver and, and so good for F1, so much fun to watch. But my God, having him around in the races, like the, the risk of, an, of a DNF for myself increases like tenfold. <laughs> and on my way to the World Championship, I had him around me every single race of the last four races. And he passed me, I think, on three of those four races, like in a tussle, you know? Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine he's annoying. I remember talking to you about him in Monaco, and at that point, you'd clearly not let it go, but there you go. He's, I mean, he's one of those drivers, isn't he? He's going to get his elbows out. You know what you're going to do. Yeah, but that's what we want, you know? It's exactly, that's exactly what we want. Um, Am, I'll move on to you. Don't leave you out. Julie's asking, um, can we get the inside story on how Fernando stole your Wexy? <laughs> <laughs> um, I was probably just the easiest one for them to push aside. Basically, they, they wanted him uh, in the car. So um, I think I was probably... I was the only driver without a driver manager. Probably the easiest one just to push us. I was on a three-year deal at the time as well, and they probably thought, uh, you know, if we, uh, he's probably the easiest one to move aside. I mean, he, he had to come in, basically. So it was going to be one of the, the top six drivers there. And, um, yeah, unfortunately, it was me. Um, but like I say, some drivers were only on a one-year deal. I was on a three-year deal. So, you know, I continued to work for the team in, in Different, uh, different forms, you know, sim driving, development work, uh, some road car stuff as well, which was quite interesting. Um, but yeah, clearly, you know, I wanted to be racing, but like I say, I was probably just the easiest one to get rid of, uh, or not rid of, but just to move aside, should we say. But did you cash in on the full amount until the end of the three years, plus a penalty? <laughs> God, yeah. God, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> At least that then. Like I, I said, I'm still working for them. So, I get yeah. an opportunity to do this every day, Anne. Yeah, thank, I did spot that just before yeah. coming. I thought, I can't believe you got that just to, just to taunt me there in the background. Thanks. It's just a, it's just a bait. It's to bait a few people. I've got one of yeah. these. Yeah, it's, it's a this one. Um, yeah, Nico, this is, uh, what do you think of the... You I mean, can wear it when you get your hair cut. Yeah, <laughs> even smaller pinhead then. <laughs> um, Nico, there's, there's a few people asking, David F86, this is both, to both of you. If we get a curtailed season, right, we get, let's say we get 10 races. If they decided, this is hypothetically, to double up on a race weekend and do two Grand Prix, could you run it back to front, the other way around the track, or would there be safety concerns? Is that a legitimate idea? It's in from, as I said, David F86. Or is yeah, 100% you can't do that. Uh, there's no way. Um, no way, because of the way the tracks are. That's almost certain, yeah. Maybe there's one track in the world that I can't think of where it's possible, but I would really doubt it. Um, but nevertheless, having two races on a weekend, I think would be awesome. Two qualifyings in the morning, two races in the afternoon. I think all of us fans would, would absolutely love it. So uh, if, it, if push comes to shove, I do hope that they consider that, that solution. What do you think, Ant? No, totally agree with, it, with the second comment there, Nico, because uh, you know, if you even look at F2 races, for example, 
you have the same guys in the same cars, same track, and from one day to the next, in two different qualifying sessions and two different races, you can have a completely different outcome in both quality and the race. So I think you could run the same circuit multiple times and have a different outcome every single time. So uh, yes, it, it would be good to see that. But in terms of running it the other way around, it would be, you know, they, the FIA take into consideration all of the gravel traps and runoff areas and barrier distances. So stuff like imagine Zanfort bombing down the straight the other way into that banked corner with a, a wall facing you going into there. I mean, it, you can't, you can't do that. Uh, and I have another question because you're the sim, you're driving the sim at Mercedes. So you've driven the magical, mysterious DAS system, which is their, uh, their adjustable <laughs> steering, uh, steering device there. Um, what can you, come on, can you give us the world exclusive, like an extra benefit <laughs> there? How, maybe, how excited are they about that? Is it just like, hey, we're going to try it. Let's see if we learn something. Or we're like 100% sure this could be a step. We've got to get it on the car. Which one of the two is it? Well, unfortunately, I can't give you the, uh, the world exclusive. I think it's been done to death already. But uh, no, I have driven it just once in there. Um, but that was just purely just to test the functionality of the thing, um, which does feel a bit weird, you know, to have the steering wheel moving forwards and backwards. It's, it does feel a bit weird, if I'm honest. But um, in terms of the specifics of what it does and, and how it affected things, I wasn't doing that that day when I tried it. It was literally just the functionality before they went to uh, Barcelona. Can you still work um, with the team remotely when the, when the shutdown is over? And how, how's it work for you as a sim driver now with Merck? Yeah, so I was going to ask Lando the same thing, actually, seeing as he's so close to the, uh, the factory. Has he been doing any sim work? Um, obviously, it is a job that you can carry on doing. Um, you know, you can keep a safe distance from people. You don't have to see anyone um, on a... On a working day in the sim you know it's downstairs the engineer could be upstairs running the thing um so i could i could go in and do a day or two without seeing anyone at all if need be um but coming back from australia the whole team uh, the whole race team um had to go into isolation for for the 14 days as we know and, and i was part of that as well um i was due to go in uh, i think after a week but then uh, having been in australia obviously it was uh, i had to wait for the two weeks then they took the early uh, shutdown, um, so plans were forever changing. Uh, so we were just basically living every day like we all were, really, as this was blowing up and, uh, and, and the world was changing before our eyes. Um, we were living through it as well. So I'm still in contact with them. And yeah, like I say, theoretically, it is a job that you can carry on doing. Uh, but we're just waiting until the, uh, this shutdown period is, is ended. Nico, we're going to ask you, Nico. One thing, one thing, the hardest thing I think for the drivers is their neck training because these cars nowadays, they have such incredible G-forces that if you're out of the car, you can do only so much in the gym. It's going to be tough to keep the strength in the neck uh, going for the next couple of weeks. And Nick, can I come back to you? I know you're involved in the tech space. We get uh, these daily briefings by uh, number 10 Downing Street, by the, by the government, um, certain advisors, and everyone is paying tribute to this project pit lane um, that Mercedes is a part of. Um, it's, it's just remarkable. We, we've asked a load of people that have been close to these teams exactly how good these engineers are. It, it's amazing, isn't it? When you sort of silo all the F1 engineers together and get them working uh, in the same space, incredible what they can achieve. Yeah, I mean, this is the best proof that the engineers in F1 are just some of the smartest people in the whole world. I mean, we knew that but also their engineering excellence is right up there. There's second to none. 
And so when there's a problem like this arising, they are the ones who are able to solve this problem in the quickest and in the shortest time frame. Particularly Team Mercedes has been unbelievable. I mean, they've developed this breathing aid and which has already now been, uh, been given the okay and all clear by the NHS. So it can go straight into use. That's phenomenal. It's going to save so many lives. And they were the quickest ones to it, you know? So it's just, it's amazing. And now Project Pit Lane, all the teams going together for another device, which is going to be the, the ventilators. Um, and there's a huge need for those in the UK coming up, sadly, of course. But there's as well, I'm very proud that my sports and, and my ex-team is able to help in such a way. Okay, I'm going to give you, uh, before I get into your top fives, I hope you've both prepared your top five drivers of all time. I know that, so we'll do that. I'll do a couple of news lines that have broken. That is that uh, there's a new global partner, which in these times, um, you know, is a, is a positive for F1, has been announced in the form of Saudi Aramco, 40 million US a year, we understand, from 2020 to 2029. I suppose that points towards the fact that potentially Saudi are going to get, Saudi Arabia are going to get a race sometime very soon, would you say, Nico? 2021, a lot of people are talking about. Uh, yeah, I mean, Saudi's been pushing hard to, to increase their uh, sports events locally. Uh, we saw Anthony Joshua boxing there, if I'm not mistaken. Am I mistaken? Yeah, no, you're not mistaken. He did, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm sure they're going to get a great racetrack going. So, for us viewers on TV, it's going to be good. And, um, yeah, so it's, yeah, I mean, it's okay. Okay, um, a couple of congratulations, or actually, you know, get well soon to JB's son, Hendrix, who's recovering after hip surgery, but JB posted a couple of things on Instagram. He looks like he's recovering well, so that's, that's great news. And congratulations to Bernie Eccleston, by the way. We have to say this, don't we, Nico? He's going to be a father again at the age of 89. Did you, have you heard that yet? Have you read about that? I didn't know that. That's so interesting. Oh, we thought it was an April Fool. I hope it's not an April Fool, otherwise we're going to look really stupid. But there you go. Um, by all accounts, yeah, congratulations to, to him. Um, they've announced they're going to have a baby boy in July, and they announced that from the farm in Brazil. What it does mean is it's going to be his first son, but he's going to have a half-sister, Deborah, who's 66 years older than him. So there you go. They reckon that could be a Guinness World Record, by the way. And I was reading somewhere else that he's going to be the 10th oldest man on record to sire a child. Bernie. Oh, my goodness. But OK, come on. I, I, know, uh, I, know, them, I know them well, and, and it's a lovely message. I mean, really, it's, uh, they're, they're such a great couple as well. Because they live here, and they spend a lot of time here in Ibiza as well. So they come to, our, my, uh, to my ice cream parlor. So we see each other uh, occasionally for an ice cream. Uh, <laughs> No, it's great news. In typical Bernie fashion, I haven't had a job for a while, so I've had plenty of time to practice. There you go. I mean, I shudder at the thought. I really do. Uh, all right, guys, before we go, uh, Anthony, could you please tell me your top five? I'll start with you. Top five drivers of all time. So, yeah, for me, Simon, the ones I would like to choose, so ones that really inspired me as, as a child to uh, get into racing and to continue racing once I started karting. So as a five-year-old kid, my earliest memory of Formula One was watching this guy called Nicky Lauda um, in his McLaren on his way to winning the World Championship by half a point, I think it was, uh, that year against Alain Prost. And uh, although I can't remember the specifics about his driving style, um, he was always that guy, like the professional. You knew he was world-class. Um, just the, by the way, the commentators would talk about him you see the guy standing up on the podium with a laurel wreath and uh, you know as a kid to see the 
you know, the, the scars still on his face, um, it, was, it left quite an impact. And uh, so I clearly remember that. So my earliest memory, uh, Nicky Lauda, and then, uh, who are you talking to? Is this no, one of those things that's going to go viral or what? No, 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 no. <laughs> I knew it. he could even came with his iPad said, do I need to put my name in? Get out! There you go. That's, that's I'm, really really told you. I'm sure you told your wife, you told your wife, please at 3.30 send him in. I want to be, I want to be famous. Yeah. Come here. He's gone. I want to be like that guy on the news. That yeah. <laughs> his kids storm into the room. Send him in at 3.30 please. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Get me out of here. Get me out of here. What's going on? So what do you say? Nicky Lauda, yeah? So yeah, number one was Nicky Lauda. Sorry. Um, and he was, he was fighting a guy called Alan Frost uh, yeah. that year. And um, <clears throat> obviously I was able to watch Alan go on longer into his career, um, well, to the end of his F1 career. And he was a phenomenal driver, as we know, um, four world championships. And he was, he was the epitome of world-class, uber-professional driver, um, very political, but silk-smooth style behind the wheel. Um, I really admired the way he, he would drive. Hey, am I boring you that much that you just left the room? No, the, the office door's got a lock on the outside. I can't lock it from the inside. <laughs> You're not even listening to a word I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm just trying to kettle him outside. Yeah, go uh, on. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm here for you, Ant. I'm listening. Okay, thanks. At least, so, at least someone's interested. Because I, yeah, I love the history of the sport. I was just a bit shocked by, your, by you being able to remember Nicky Lauda. That shocked me a little bit. I, didn't I know, that. I'm showing my age. I didn't realize you were at that uh, age. Yeah, yeah. I know, I, I, can, I gave the game away there, you know. That. I'm going to be 41 <laughs> soon. I'll just come clean. I know I don't look it. I'm not like Simon. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I, clear, I do, unfortunately, um, but fortunately in many ways, I remember these guys. Um, and I, I'm glad I do, because uh, they were... They were they're great drivers. Um, so yeah, Nicky and then Alan. Um, I really used to enjoy watching Alan. And once I'd started karting by that point, I sometimes would try to pretend like I was prost and drive smooth. And you, you like the idea, you got inspired by these guys. You, want, you like the idea of trying to emulate them one day. Um, so Prost was one of those drivers that really captured the imagination. And uh, he, he was very, very, he was a cool customer. Um, and he was teamed up with, obviously, another one of my heroes, um, favourite drivers, Ed and Senna. And uh, that was, for me, the, the best showdown in history um, in terms of driver pairings in the same team. And uh, Which one that, that was fine. Which one were you rooting for then between the two? You can only root for one guy. Well, I'll come to that in a minute. I'll come to that in a minute. So <laughs> I, admi I admired yeah. them. Um, and it was just, it was great watching the, the spectacle, you know, the fire. You got Prost, the cool customer, and Senna, the, the explosion, you know, the, the fiery Latino guy. That, and the two, it was just magic to watch. And I'm really pleased that I was from that era that I could enjoy watching them. And it's really weird for me now, speaking to the younger drivers, that they've never seen Senna and Prost race in real life. And I, that, I can't imagine that. As a kid growing up watching them, I, I can't imagine never having seen them race so um but there was one guy and he was my hero that i always wanted to get into the mix and beat those two and it was nigel mansell yes i knew you were gonna say he that. was the thorn in their side yeah and uh it was great watching that like that three-way battle like nigel didn't care about those two he he did his own thing there was always drama around him um whatever he did there, you know it, it was a great showman 
um, yeah, like I say, there was always some kind of story uh, surrounding Nigel. And um, he, he was a, a gutsy driver, really gritty, um, super brave, and would really take the fight to those two. Um, and that, that, for me, that was my era of Formula One. Growing up as a kid, watching, watching that fight was, was brilliant. Um, and inspired me a lot. And then my final driver, who I was still just at the end of my karting career before I got into Formula Ford, uh, was Michael Schumacher. Um, he was, I'll never forget that moment when he arrived in Spa in that uh, green Jordan with a seven up livery on it. And he just appeared out of nowhere, it seemed at the time. Um, the media coverage wasn't as good as it is today. And I remember just watching Spa and this guy was seventh on the grid in a Jordan. And, you know, that's like the equivalent today of seeing someone, their first ever race, jump in, say, like a Alfa Romeo and be P3 on the grid for the first It was sensational stuff. Um, really, you know, it blew people away. And, uh, and we, we all know what he went on to do in the sport. So, yeah, that's my, uh, that's my top five. Brilliant. I clocked that in at seven minutes 50. So we'll have to trim that for the final. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll solid explanations. A lot of it was partly because of your, your yeah. lack of office skills and uh, not wanting to bring your family into, which we would have loved to have seen. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. Give me a break. Exactly, give them a break. Right, Nico, your go. So I go for uh, Schumacher. Um, I was with him. He's just a complete all-rounder for me, best of all time. Then I'll go for Fanjo. Then I'll go for Senna. Then I'll go for Hamilton. And then I'll go for last. Who, uh, who do you go for last? Uh, take another one. Uh, I don't know. Um, Frost. 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 Yeah. There you go. But my childhood hero is Mika Hakkinen. There you go. You, see, I was, you could have, could put your dad in there, but you didn't. You put Lewis in there, which was very magnanimous of you. That's good. That's, I mean, that's a very solid five. You can't argue with any of that, can you? Actually, when you look at across, I don't think anybody has missed out Senna. It's a couple of missed out Schumacher. It always surprises me, you know? I mean, the, the, the guy won seven championships. Come on. Yeah, I suppose that's the way it goes. Nico, what are your plans then? So if we get you the sim, you're into the sim. Otherwise, just staying safe in Ibiza, yeah? My wife will not be happy if the sim arrives because I'm <laughs> going to be in that day, day and night trying to get up to speed. That's not going to be a good thing. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, here until the lockdown opens up, until the airport opens. So uh, it's possible to start moving around again. And then let's see. Huh? It's difficult to see uh, forecast how things are going to go. Yeah, we appreciate your time. And Anne, uh, your predictions for Sunday and for the race. I'm looking forward to watching you again. Well, first of all, I've got to get into the race. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I, I tried to race last time around and uh, somehow the race started without me. Um, and I was in a completely different race all by myself. I still don't know how that worked out. But uh, anyway, just getting into the race would be good for a start. And then I reckon... I'm hoping just above midfield would be good. Um, I've, I've got the sim. I've been practicing. I was chatting to Jensen last night. We're getting him up and running, um, which was a hilarious conversation. I mean, we were both on, uh, both on FaceTime chatting to each other and we're just in hysterics trying to get this thing up and running. It's like, it's like dumb and dumb, you know. But uh, <laughs> we, we got there in the end. It was, uh, so, yeah, he should be there and it should be working. Brilliant. Most, Thank you so much. Wait, wait, wait. The most important message of the day, important, more important than anything else, is to tell everybody who's watching on Facebook to share and like this video, right? Because <laughs> we want to see Simon go bold in the next yeah. couple of days. So we have to cross the yeah, threshold. Yeah, yeah. So 
Don't well remembered. Go viral with this video. Share, like, do whatever you need. Comment everything, please, so we can make this happen. That was the most important message of the day. Yeah, I, I set myself up for that. <laughs> um, you know, I'm not. I'm not happy. But he's looking go. a bit long at the front, though, mate. You, Is it? You're getting a bit of a tinting yeah, look about him. Can yeah, I just say that before the call, Simon said to all of us, hey, make sure to vote for Karun, huh? We want yeah, to well, shave his head, yeah? So it backfired, it backfired a little bit, Simon. Can I just say that? <laughs> you be more fun you in how politics work, I think. <laughs> Karun's the hairiest man on the team. That's why we wanted it to happen. But there you go. I've, I've stiffed myself. Uh, Nico, thank you. Appreciate it. We'll let you get back to... Uh, your wife and children um, in a beef. And thanks very much. Um, both of you stay safe, obviously, stay inside. And um, just a reminder the virtual Grand Prix on Sky Sports from eight o'clock. Johnny Ant, Jensen, Lando, and many others. And a bit of a treat for you on Monday. We're hoping to a Red Bull special because Alex Albon is racing alongside Ben Stokes. And we've put in the call, and we're hoping we might get Ben Stokes, a World Cup winner on this as well, to sort of do a bit of cross pollination ac across the sports. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you soon. See you on Monday. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Thank you.